Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our Broods episode, where we will be talking about Broods' latest album, Space Island. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that album yet, we would highly suggest that you listen to that album. Uh, Before listening to the podcast, you'll have better context for what we're talking about through the episode, since we will be talking about the album. But if you haven't listened to the album, and you're not sure if you really want to, Hopefully, we can give some context and kind of point you the right direction so you'll know by the end of the episode whether this is an album for you, whether we really like the album, whether we really don't like the album, whether we feel somewhat mediocre. Uh, We'll let you know through this episode. So, Nate, how are you doing? You know, I'm just doing dandy. Dandy. I like it. I like it. How's how's the weather in Boston? You know, we're getting... Into a little bit of nicer weather. Uh, I'm next week looks a bit better, but we've been kind of in that like low to mid fifties, and mm-hmm. then you'll have like a day in the sixties, and yep. then it's back to low to mid fifties. And I just like this time of year is like secretly tough in that yeah. way because you're just longing for it to be warm. So yep. I'm a, I think we're gonna hit it soon. Like once yeah. we get mid to late May. I think we're going to really transition. So, nope. but have you guys been similar or no? Yeah. Yeah. You're saying exactly basically what it is here. It's very weird. This is that time of year that you don't actually commit to wearing something until you check the weather because yeah. uh, there's been so many days I've left in the morning committing to, hey, today's a short sleeve day. And I leave in the morning and I go, oh, this is way too cold. But then sometimes by the time I'm coming home later in that day, I'm sweating anyway because it's super warm then. So, like, weather's so up and down right now. And, uh, and yeah, it's it's fun, though. Probably by the time this airs, it'll probably even out a little bit, hopefully. So I was so, thinking what's kind of funny about the podcast is, like, the premise of long-distance listening is that we're, like, partially it's that we're far away from one another. Yeah. And in the relative scheme of everything, like, we're so close that our weather is basically exactly the same all the time. Yeah. Where it's like, really, we're not that far. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think we're doing, like, an L.A. to New York type podcast. Yeah, or even, like, global, you know? Philly to Boston, a little further. Um, but, But, yeah, you would think it would be longer distance. But yeah. we're at that weird thing that it actually, in theory, takes us as long to go from Boston, like from each other's house, as it would to go pretty far into the country just by plane. Because we live almost too close to take a plane. Like, I'm not taking a yeah. plane from Philly to Boston. But we still are hours and hours apart. So... Um, yeah, I don't know if this is interesting talking about this, um, but, uh, but it, it is always interesting the, how similar things are yet how different they are, even just the areas. I mean, we could go into depth, but I don't think anyone would care, but you know, the intricacies of where we live being polar opposites and, in quite a few facets that are really funny. Um, so 
Well, we had a this was our natural segue, which we all which we completely planned on going. Mm-hmm. Similar mm-hmm. to us living far away, but yeah. also somewhat close. Yeah. I feel like this broods record is simultaneously something I've heard a million times and have yeah. never heard before, where yeah. it feels familiar but also far away. Yeah. Let's talk um, about that. Tell, you, tell us more. <laughs> no, like, when you like say us, serious. Real quick. So, are you talking about like you and the listeners or your multiple personalities? So what personalities? I'm actually saying is that I finished the – uh, the show Moonlight, uh, it had its finale yesterday, so for anyone who's uh, keeping track, you know when we recorded this. Um, and so um, I'm just trying to be Oscar Isaac in that, but, you know, just find uh, peace within and all the voices in my head. I don't know. But it's a great show, if you haven't seen it. Very enjoyable. Uh, he has DID, so... Um, so in in some ways yes, but what I was trying to say by us was me and the listeners. Um, I don't know why I decided to say us, but um, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I w- yeah, sorry, my mind's going in a million directions about a joke, and none, and none of the jokes are funny. I almost did a Gollum um, impression. I just was like, <laughs> okay, we'll try to bring this back. Yeah. So, well, Andrew, I think. Let's. I want to talk about your perspective of the record yeah. first, just because um, this is a record that you kind of went into blind, yeah. like not knowing anything. No. And so I think one thing that I'm interested to hear your thoughts on is, first, when I send you a record... Yeah. I ignore Do you it. have expectations? Oh, and how... Oh. Do, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Do you have expectations? And then, like, how do you process... Yeah. Those expectations. Sorry, I'm trying to turn mess up my uh, sound a little bit here. But how do you, how do you good. view all that? So here's what's interesting because you do a much better job of sending me new music than I send you new music. And very often when I'm like, hey, this album came out, the only thing I'm doing is just telling you I like this album. You should really listen to it. It's not very often. Like you're like, oh, I've never heard of that album. Like it's somewhere on your radar that you're like, yep. Okay, cool. It's good. Maybe I'll take a listen. I feel like that's like Circus Survivor or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Where where it's like obviously on your radar enough, but maybe you weren't gonna listen to it until I said something because yeah. I might be a bigger fan than you um, for certain artists. You do a much better job of like, hey, there's this artist. Sometimes I think you probably expect me to know, and I don't. And sometimes you don't expect me to know you're like this, like, hey, here's this artist kind of knowing I haven't heard of this artist or anything and pointing me to someone brand new. Now, I'm going to try to make this fast, but I'll give a quick just general idea of, of assumptions. So I think very often um, I know when I'm going to like an album, usually right away. I feel like I have a style, I have um, specific tastes and likes, dislikes, and I feel like you know that because we've grown up together. I feel like you you know an Andrew album when you hear it, and mm-hmm. even sometimes you'll say, like, I really feel like you'll like this one. Like, you'll add something yeah. like that, and usually when you say, I really feel like you'll like this one, you're totally right. Like, you know my preferences. Um, 
in in certain ways, I feel like I know your preferences well enough to know. I think I have an idea of what an album will sound like when you send it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably think it's indier than I would stumble upon, which is why I haven't heard of it. Um, so it's probably indier. It might be, it might be more singer songwriter than I usually go. It might be more raw. It might be more um, experimental, maybe even than I would go, um, like or that I would stumble on normally. So I usually have those assumptions of like, okay, this is going to be something really different, really kind of unique. Um, when you send me something, especially if you send me something and don't say, I really think you're going to like this. Because once you say, I really think you're going to like this, I know it's going to be, it's going to be some like cool indie, probably slightly more rockish, maybe still some pop in there, but probably somewhat traditional, nothing super crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. Broods is probably the first album that you sent me that I was like, I did not expect that at all. And maybe it's not the first that came across that way, but Broods is very poppy for stuff that you Mm -hmm. usually send me. Like, to me, the closest thing we've done on the podcast, and maybe I'm thinking because it's um, it's female-led, is Now Now. Um, Mm. But that that was something that that I suggested even. And you knew the album, but yeah. Yeah. um, And so... I wasn't expecting pop from Broods at all, um, and it is it is poppy. Like it's it's very poppy. Um, I'll jump in real quick because you knew this album before, so I'll just give quick thoughts on on the album. One thing I love about this album is right like in the first few songs, you kind of feel like you know what the album's gonna be like. Um, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is just kind of um, fun indie pop. Um, kind of feels like that. Like, you're not going to be overly depressed after listening to it. And there's probably not going to be anything that jumps out at you as like super weird or experimental. That's what you feel like it does. But I would say the album does two more transitions throughout it. Where it transitions sound a couple times, it just adds layers. But there's some songs here on the album that are like, I had thought of what they sounded like earlier, but they're like, I don't know how to explain them. Like, like very, like heavy bassy pop. I'm, yeah. I'm not explaining this very well, but. Like, maybe more club pop, but I wouldn't actually say that they sound like stuff you should play in a club. Then you have your, like, almost, I don't know, Japanese house poppy, like indie Mm -hmm. pop. And then you have another layer of almost just more, like, I don't know, radio pop maybe? Like, like there's there's some layers of pop. I would say it's all poppy enough but there's plenty of indie influences there there's some really unique vocal choices on the album and there's some really unique musical choices on the album and 
I was just mentioning before we recorded. For some reason, the album feels long to me, and I mentioned that to you, and I don't know if you echo that sentiment. But what's interesting is we look at the runtime, and it's 33 minutes, and we're like, that's very fast. But I think one of the reasons it feels long is I actually feel like there's a lot more to the album than I expect. And when I get to a song that kind of transitions me um, musically, it reinvigorates the album for me. And it does that multiple times for me through the album. So I feel like I'm progressing through the album instead of just sitting at about the same bass level that the first couple songs give me. Um, Okay, I went... Way longer than expected. No, you're good. Really in depth. Well, not really in depth, but like saying more. What are your thoughts on this album? How did you hear about Broods? What made you go? I should send that to Andrew. Yeah, the the last question you said is kind of what I wanted to highlight. Uh, I found out about Broods with their debut record actually back in college. Um, And really like a handful of tracks on that especially the opener, uh, the first two tracks, really. Um, Just really solid album. Um, Never really got into their second album. It might be phenomenal. I just never really listened to it. And then their third album, I was, like, really excited for because the singles were very similar to the singles on this record. Mm. So the singles on this record are, I think... Heartbreak was the first one, mm-hmm. then Peace of My Mind, maybe, mm-hmm. then Like a Woman. Mm-hmm. I forget if there was a fourth single. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised I Keep wasn't one just because of Toad Low. Yeah, I know. That would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but they went kind of with, uh, like, upbeat, like, yeah. really upbeat, really positive, like, not in lyrics, but positive-sounding sure. uh, tracks. And... The th- their third record, the one before this, I w- love the singles. Like I love these singles, but then the record kind of fell flat. Mm. And it wasn't just that the record fell a little flat. It's that do you ever have a record where there's just one song that's awful and it kind of ruins the whole thing for you almost? Yes. yes. It's that it's it's got one of those, and it's oh, actually. And I know some people love the track, so if you're a Broods fan, I'm so sorry. Like, if you love this song, that's awesome. But basically, Broods, the main leaders of the band are uh, brother and sister. Okay. And so she's the vocalist as a sister, and the main music writer and instrumentalist is a brother. And he sings on one of the tracks. And it's not that he necessarily has a bad voice. Yeah. It's that the song just blows and the melody yeah, is awful. And it made me like not want to listen to the album. Yeah. It's actually very similar to, and I know we talk about this band a bit recently, at least in episodes, but Howdy's album before True Love, they have a song similar to that. I forget exactly what it's called, but it, I just like really hate it. It's like a yeah. kind of like whiny. Um, almost like nursery rhyme type of feeling song that I just despise. Yep. But anyways, it had a single song that derailed it. Thankfully, this record doesn't have any of those. Yep. There's there's songs that I like less than others, but um, I was pleasantly surprised after being impressed by the singles that I can listen to the whole record and enjoy the record yeah. as a whole. Now, going back to what you said about why did I 
recommend this to you. I think there's a few reasons, and we can start talking specifically about the album as we do this. One, the record is pop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, you like pop music. I kind of like pop music. Overall, we're both like somewhat into it. Yeah. And we don't do a lot of pop records, which is what you said. That's a good point. That's a good point. Two, it's not standard pop. So you brought up Now Now. That record is like so interesting, so all over the place, um, so unique. I think this record also, like, and you talked about the change-ups. It takes so many different approaches. They go in so many different ways. Even though, to be honest, it's weird. Even though they do that, I wouldn't call this an experimental record. Yeah. If that makes sense. They experiment, but it's not experimental. Yeah. It's diverse. Yes. More than it's ex- experimental, yes, I would argue. That's, that's good. And that's not a record. Just because a record's experimental doesn't make it better. And just because a record no. feels less experimental doesn't make it worse. Yes. But I don't think we're at all trying to say yes. that. No. It's just a stylistic uh, choice or. Yeah. Um, uh, a desire for that style yeah. from the listener. So I sent you two records that we yep. could potentially do. Yep. One I felt like was very experimental, and this yes. one I felt like was straightforward. Yes. And so this straight, I, I also sent it because it was like nice, straightforward, easy yeah. to listen to. But third, and obviously I think the songs are good, everything, yeah. but the third reason I sent it to you was because I knew you'd love one thing. And what is that? I don't Do know if we'll get answer? this. I, if I, if, what's the best part of this record? Ooh. If you had to highlight one aspect, what's the best part? There's two that come to mind. I think the grooves are really cool. Okay. I really like the grooves. And I really That's like too her... nuanced for, for me. Okay. I'm not, I'm not I even mean, thinking out that deep. I mean, I love her vocals. All right. But yeah, I mean, I love her vocals too. That's what a great reason. That, the, the production. Oh yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. just so it's crisp. Great. Oh yeah, it's just and it's and for for us just doing Pine Grove, which <laughs> oh. was like a bit more raw, a yeah. bit more rough around the edges. Even though yep. that's totally great, totally fine. Yep. I wanted to give you something that Thank was like you. so clean, like yeah. so smooth in that it way. It is. It is. Man, I mean, good looking out. Thanks for thinking of me in that <laughs> aspect. And what's really funny is even though it wasn't one of the first two things that I mentioned, like, oh yeah, it plays a huge part. The production, everything is super clean. Yeah, you're you're very much I mean, very correct. So with the with the record, Andrew, yeah. um, you brought up grooves. Yeah. Like what makes this record special yeah. in terms of the instrumentals? Like what yeah. makes it a record that you gravitate towards? I was trying to think of that actually a little bit today. So um peeling the curtain back a little bit here, um I've only listened to this album the last week. So I I feel like I have thoughts, but finding words for those thoughts is definitely tricky because I haven't been able to sit with this album um, for very long. Um, 
So what? So makes... why not record a podcast episode? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think what I love about the grooves is that they change up very often, even just the production of it. Sometimes it's 808. Sometimes it's a real kit. Um, sometimes it sounds like it's triggered, um, like drum pads, um, mm. uh, loops, whatever it is. But I would say every song feels like it has a, and maybe not every song, but I would say quite a few of the songs have a very different pocket. So maybe they'll be really um, offbeat in nature, mm -hmm. and the vocals and the drums are very different um, grooves going on. Uh, one might be more straightforward, the other one's a little bit more accenting it. Um, or maybe they're both just kind of progressing the song on somewhat straightforward, but there's just, and, and a lot probably has to do with production, everything feels like it fits the groove perfectly. So whether it's a straightforward groove, whether it's a really accented weird groove, um, drums and bass are synced up so well, guitars, vocals, synths, uh, what have you, everything just really tight. And... I wouldn't say it feels overproduced, but it's definitely like, I don't know, pop probably has some of the tightest production you find, mm -hmm. um, because quite a bit of it is triggered. It's it's not, most pop music isn't trying to be raw or really mm -hmm. weird as far as production. It's like, hey... This is what a great snare sounds like. This is what a great kick sounds like. And uh, and so I feel like everything's just super tight on this album. Yeah. Well, I think thinking about pop, like, when I think of stereotypically, like, pop music, mm -hmm. it sounds pretty and it sounds catchy mm -hmm. and it sounds smooth and... It's hard to get all those things, though not impossible, with not crisp or, like, really tight production. Mm -hmm. um, there is, like, glitch pop. There is... But, yeah. like, as, like the, there is all these different subgenres of pop, but they're not that, like, stereotypical, um, catchy or beautiful. They're much they create beauty in different types of ways yep. um and so yeah i think the tightness is deeply tied to the genre yep. um you're spot on i want to talk real quick because it finally came back to me the the thought that i had and i know this is a weird thought but i've never had it with music before so it's the song days are passing yeah that song, and you can listen to it now, Nate, if you want. You can listen to it later. Um, that song, I want to call H&M Pop. Because for some reason, it sounds like music, and I don't think this is specific to like H&M, but it sounds like that pop music that plays in a lot of, of like uh, clothing stores. That you're mm -hmm. like, I haven't really heard this. It's not radio pop. It's kind of just like groovy, fun, um, but it's not very mainstream. I don't know. And I thought of H&M for some reason, but like, I feel like it very well could have been like 
all those like Hollister, Abercrombie, like all those types of places just as much. And I don't know what it is about that song, but when I heard it, I was like, I feel like this song should be played in like a clothing store and it would be awesome. Like I'd be grooving to it. So I don't know why I had that thought, but I thought I'd share it. Yeah, I can I can feel that for sure. I think I think you're spot on with that. And I think a lot of these songs could fit in a ton of different areas of public life, whether it's the radio or a soundtrack of a movie or Mm -hmm. your favorite clothing store. I think a lot of these songs are solid enough and catchy enough to be desired for different settings and stuff. Speaking about individual tracks, um, I want to talk about the track listing specifically and how it helps create the experience for the record. I think for me, and I don't know if, okay, so let me just come out and like say my thoughts on the album. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very solid record. Yeah. I don't think it has a shot for my top 10 of the year. Yeah. Personally. And I think it is, it's deficient in certain ways. And for me, I think a lot of that deficiency is tied to the track listing. And what I mean by that is when I get into the days are passing alien section, I know it. we're almost through the record, but I start to kind of fade out a little bit. Yeah. I think it hits a wall where you have just like, hard track after hard track after Mm -hmm. even though it might not be hard like faster tracks or like very bright and poppy tracks like a woman is explosive Mm -hmm. and gaslight's beautiful days are passing is consistent and alien slow but it kind of like tails off for me yeah and that's fair i just wish the, the way the first half of the record carried me I wish the second half of the record carried me as well. I mean, I like the way it ends with "If You Fall in Love." Yes. Um, Yes. But closing track. I just, I think the flow. And when you talked about the record feeling long, I think it particularly deals with the end of the record. I think I move through the first five or six songs pretty quickly. Yeah. And kind of get, excuse me, kind of get held up there. Yep. I think those are all really but, um, fair. In terms of, oh yeah, you go. No, I I just think that's really fair. I had mentioned earlier um, when you first sent this, and we were figuring out which album to do. Which I think we're gonna do the other album at some point too. But um, but I had mentioned I listened to this more. I I kept listening to like the first five tracks. I think it was five because I definitely know I made it through at least. I keep. Um, I'd listen to, like, the first five tracks. Like, that's how much time I'd have to listen. And then I'd come back later and, like, okay, now I have to actually listen to the whole album (laughs) and start it again. And then, like, something would happen and I'd only make it through the first five. I think I did it, like, three times. And I didn't make it to the second half till later. Um, And that's where... That is where it started to feel long after. Now, it could be that by that point I had set myself up for thinking it's only a five song album because I'd heard it multiple (laughs) times. Um, But I do think that it's really fair that it definitely feel like they could rearrange 
how they have the tracks. One, I, I would say I love Peace of My Mind as two. That yeah. is a great second track. I the first agree. track is also, I think, well-placed because I, I wouldn't it has want to it be anywhere there. else. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, but I would also say, in my opinion, and again, I've only listened to it for a little bit, it's probably one of the weaker tracks for me, though. Um, mm-hmm. So every time I get to Peace of My Mind, I'm really excited to get there. Um, mm-hmm. And after a little bit, I started just starting at Peace of My Mind. Uh, like the last like two times I listened, mostly because I knew I didn't have time for the whole album. Although I probably did, but in my mind it was a longer album. I was like, I need to start later, but I didn't want to skip Peace of My Mind. Um, so I was starting at track two. So that was the one thing I noticed from from track listing was I think it's still correct how they had it track listed like the beginning tracks but um but yeah maybe song one not being the most engaging first track uh, mm. in my mind but yeah yeah I I think um we obviously Andrew and I if you haven't noticed we have this weird and I think this is beautiful about like music listening and stuff. I think you and I have very similar music tastes and very different music tastes simultaneously. Yeah. How we like a record like this, it's like we could both really like it and yet for different reasons and yeah. like different songs and all this stuff. I love the first track. Which is like yeah, I think it's like such the way the production makes it like flow in and out and then yeah. the way it hits near the end of the track yeah um a bit stronger i just love it as an intro i think it's like it's written as an intro too yeah. where it doesn't feel like it's meant to be a regular song in that way but yeah, yeah. i love i love that song i think yeah. um what was i going to say about all this um yeah i i don't know how i would fix the track listing i don't know if you can but yeah um in terms of um peace of my mind i think peace of my mind which you brought up it sets up the record lyrically Mm. um really well yeah where i'm thinking of i i can pull up the lyrics because i don't want to misquote but the chorus um i should i should really know we should like really be better in terms of like knowing people's names and stuff (laughs) um but the vocalist she sings i get high away fly away trying to get away from my life i get high away fly away trying to get away from my mind and i think honestly like getting high and avoiding stuff is like a huge theme of this record. Yeah. And what's interesting is how that connects with the like alien space imagery. Yeah. Like get getting high like when you think about getting high it's like what's up high it's like the rest of the universe yeah. and it's like space itself is high and yet when you get high you feel spacey you feel like you're experiencing the world differently almost like a different type of person or yeah. creature in that way so yeah. i think it's cool how it feels 
both like a concept record in that way without actually being like a hard a hard concept record yep. like they did a good job of making it feel conceptual without like marrying that yep um but yeah i mean distance and drugs i think like continues that and uh and yeah i just think the lyrics are really well done and one yeah. thing i've really appreciated from the band all the way through is they're honest yeah the lyrics are very honest sure. um and i wouldn't say like they're like the most like earth-shattering or groundbreaking stuff but for me with certain genres i think honesty can go like a little bit further so like for instance, with, like, your standard indie alternative record, like, I'm expecting it to be really honest. Like, if you're not honest, it's, like, kind of disappointing. Yeah. But when you have a pop record, for you to be, like, very honest, that goes a long way for me because I'm not mm-hmm. quite expecting honest as much honesty in pop. And maybe that's me being judgmental or whatever. But I think sometimes in pop we try and, like, represent or present the best sides of ourselves or artists yeah. try and do that. Yep. And so for her to be so real and raw with her emotions, I think is a breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah. yeah. I very much agree. I think we probably should start wrapping it up. So what I'd like to do is ask you your favorite track and just any other things you notice about the album you like, dislike anything like that. Yeah, sure. Do you want me to go first or you go yeah, first? Yeah, go ahead. I, so I'm going to steal favorite track. And yeah. the one thing we didn't talk about that I'm going to, that you mentioned that I'd like to highlight now is the vocal performance. Yeah. Um, she's a phenomenal vocalist. She is. She has a lot she, of range. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say she can do it all. And I mean, yeah. obviously she can't really do it all, but in terms of Feels like it. what you'd expect, she can do everything. And so... Yeah. Um, and her tone is great. Like yeah. it's soothing, yeah. but it, it can be powerful. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know Are how you, you could dislike her voice. Yeah, it's it's It'd be not. Very hard. It's unique enough that it works really well, but it's standard enough that like there's no parts of her voice that I feel like anyone could be like, ah, oh, that's weird. I don't like when she does that or that. Like she, she just has full control. Yeah. So with me saying this is an interesting question, I'm going to have you guess my favorite track. Okay. By saying it's because of the vocal performance. I mean, that's partially it. It's not just that, but it's because of the vocal performance. What would you guess my favorite track is? Track one, but, and I'm not listening to it right now. I feel like there's not as many vocals. Um,. There's two tracks that stand out to me as far as um, vocal performance. I'm going to guess Peace of My Mind. Nope. What was the other one? Uh, I Keep. I, Not that either, though. Both. I mean, I think she gives great vocal performances on both. It's actually Like a Woman. Okay. And this track, I mean, it starts off pretty, like normal like nothing feels spectacular and by the end it's just 
all over the place, chaotic, bombastic, explosive, up in your face. And what she's able to do with her range and the way she's able to, like, extend herself and elevate herself is just extremely impressive. Yeah. Um, And... It would easily be the song I'd want to see live the most. I sh- I don't know why I yeah. haven't looked up if there's any live performances of it yet. I need to. Yeah. But it's a song that I finished listening to and am most impressed by, I think, from the band. Because yeah. it's not... It, it also deviates from that stereotypical pop structure, too, the song itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that verse, chorus, verse, chorus bridge chorus it's it's just different so yep. so yeah what about you andrew is it yep. gonna be track number two i don't know so track two was the standout for me for the first little bit um and i could probably say that that is my favorite but i don't think that it's my current favorite i don't know if that makes any sense like i feel like that one i'll probably keep coming back to as like that's great but my current favorite is distance and drugs Mm, I yes. think that song yes. from production, from the groove of it, which I mentioned that has to me the most interesting groove on the album. Um, it's not her most impressive vocal performance. She actually probably plays it pretty safe. She's almost like just like she doesn't mumble through it, but it's just like. Yeah, she I don't picks know. it it's up a, a little bit at the like, end. She does. But besides, besides that, yeah, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. I think the melodies are interesting, though. Yes. yes despite I it agree. not being like a crazy performance. Yep. But I love that track. I think it's really good. And that, that track uh, has come on really strong the last little bit. I also, like, honorable mention, I think the um, feature of Tovlo, as much as it might be almost unnecessary because she can just do everything herself <laughs> like i feel like it works really well yeah like really well and sure. i don't know that i would have pictured it like it's an interesting thing for me to like listen to the song and go like okay yeah we need tovlo on this but like i feel like it works really well so yeah. um that's just another thing and real quick before i'm done um I just have to point out, this is actually my favorite album artwork of the year. Mm, I love very it. Nice. I love yeah, it. It's I really love good. The, the lettering of Broods, I think, is awesome. They, they have a very unique lettering. Yep. It probably is like a standard photo that they plop that uh, that thing, I don't know, that like glass coffin. Um, yeah. On top of, I'm assuming that's a Photoshop deal, but instead of them actually going out and creating that photo, but like no matter what it is, it's really clean, looks awesome. Like I, I legitimately love it, and I would not be surprised if at the end of the year it's my favorite album artwork of the year. I love it. Can I just quickly before we go talk about um, mm-hmm. the Tovelo? Uh, feature and then yeah. uh, distance and drugs. Yeah. So the Tovelo feature, I think the Brit. Sorry, the um, her verse is fine. Like I yeah. think she does a good job. It's the harmonies that they do. Yeah. Which are crazy. Yeah. Like yes. like I was not expecting that type of harmony. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think many artists like go that hard with the yeah. harmonies. Yeah. Um. So I love that. And then for Distance and Drugs, 
I think personally, even though when you listen to the whole record, if you had to say what's the catchiest song, you would not say Distance and Drugs. No. I think it's actually the catchiest song, though. Yeah. And it's the one that sticks with me the most when I'm not listening to the record. It's the one that gets caught in my head the most. I think it's so freaking catchy. That's probably my second, probably my second favorite track. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel. I mean, like a woman is awesome as well. And what's fun is because I didn't know what your favorite track was. I'm always curious <laughs> to hear. And then it makes me always want to, right when these episodes end, go listen to that track. So um, so in case you don't know either tracks we mentioned as our favorite track, uh, go listen to them right away. See, um, are you Team Nate with Like a Woman? <laughs> are you Team Andrew with Distance and Drugs? Um, are you Team Broods? Do you like this album? Um, is this their best album? Is this their worst album? Is it somewhere in between? Um, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your thoughts on this album. You can reach out to us on our socials, on Twitter and on Instagram at LDLpod. And you can also email us at listening at gmail.com. Let us know albums we should be listening to. Uh, what are your favorite albums so far this year? Um, just anything that you feel like would better our podcast if we knew we would love to hear that we are very open to uh, suggestions and thoughts um, as far as that goes so thank you so much for listening to this episode and have a great rest of your day I feel like a woman. Dan, 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 dan.